And welcome to the AQ Diff. It is one of your co-hosts, William Armor Class Wolf, and of course joined by the one and only midlander for the League of Legends team, Steven Stevenator Figgy. <laughs> this is our second podcast now. Uh, later on, we are going to be having Evan Newman, uh, or goes by Namwin. He is the jungler for the League of Legends team. That's on. today's guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of our past events. Uh, we did have two events that we traveled to as a LAN for the three of us. And uh, do we just want to get right into the highlight matches of the week? Uh, I don't see why not. I mean, this week was... Listen, I'm not putting our teams on blast, but last week was really rough to cover. Because collectively, we went 0-5 across all of our games. This week was a lot more manageable. Uh, so starting off with Rocket League Varsity played three games, and they went a combined 2-1. and one. Uh, including an 0-3 loss versus Fresno State Blue, a 3-0 win versus UCD Blue, uh, which were both NECC activation matches, which, to explain what that means, it's basically like before the regular season matches for NECC, they play a bunch of games that are kind of meant to determine where they place relative to other teams and, like, seeding and stuff like that. And then they played a 3-2 game versus uh, St. Ambrose University, which was their weekly NACE game. Uh, which there are definitely more stakes behind the NACE game than the NECC game, but we'll get to covering that in a little bit because it's one of our highlighted matches. Yeah, that also, that also puts them at 1-1 now for Rocket League, which is a lot better than being 0-2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 0 2 start is brutal. Um, and then Academy for Rocket League also played three games um, and also went 2-1. So they went 3-0 versus BVU Gold, 3-1 versus UNA Purple, uh, which were both the NECC activation matches. And then they went 1-3 versus Minnesota Maroon in NACE Challenger. Which, to explain what that means, because I didn't know what this meant initially, the way that NACE works is that it has three levels, Varsity, Challenger, and Open. And it goes kind of like in descending order. Um, so Varsity is the highest level of competition, then Challenger is a little bit underneath. And then Open is just whoever doesn't fit into either of those goes into Open. And so we're not highlighting that match, but I do think it's very important to say that, like, props to our Academy team, because taking a game versus Minnesota Maroon, their collective ranks were a lot higher than ours. Um, and so just taking a game off is really cool by them to be able to do. And then that takes us to our final match of the week, which happened just yesterday or two days ago, I think. Um which is Smash Ultimate played against Michigan Tech uh, and lost 0-2, to two, which isn't, as we talked about last week, that's not 0-2 to two games. That's Michigan Tech had two stocks remaining of their 12, which was actually a really close match, and we're going to get into talking that more as one of our other highlighted matches. Yeah, uh, I definitely heard rumor before this... Uh before we started this podcast about one of the players absolutely popping off during the smash <laughs> competition. And I'm so excited to talk about that. But the first highlight match that we do have is that rocket league varsity NACE match against St. Ambrose university or the SAUBs. Mm -hmm. It was a five game series and went three, two and the fifth game actually went into overtime. It was tied two two. And like, if you look back and if you want to watch any of these VODs or go through anything and the smash games and the rocket league games were streamed on Aquinas esports for Twitch, but Aquinas went up. They took game one and game two. So they almost got reverse swept. Yeah, they they basically had it. My understanding is that they went up 2-0 and they were winning the third game. And then all of a sudden, 
it was 2-2 overtime game five. Yeah, so it went 2-0 and then 4-3. So Aquinas had, you know, had taken the first two games and it felt like it was in the bag. And then <laughs> St. Ambrose takes the game three, 4-2. And then game four, 3-2, which was, it, it went overtime for game four. And mm-hmm. so it was really close. It felt really sketchy. And then game five, finally, it was tied 2-2. And they went into overtime by 40 seconds, and then Powder just absolutely belted the ball into the goal, and everybody was just floored. We were done. Like, emotionally, I was exhausted watching this. Yeah. I, the final goal, like, sincerely, the VOD is on twitch.tv slash Aquinas Esports. If you, even if you don't like Rocket League, I recommend watching this particular game because the final goal is like Stocks is doing all sort of stuff, tossing it around in the air, and then he shoots it down to Powder, and they have like a beautiful tag team goal to take game five, clinch the overtime. It was beautiful. Yeah, so I, I talked to Stocks a little bit uh, about the series afterwards. Uh, they said that they were definitely feeling the pressure after games three and four. Like, uh, like for instance, like with League, we've been in instances where we've had to reverse sweep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go back to like MEC versus Michigan Tech, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. we had to reverse sweep that. But when you're in the situation where you're either <laughs> down 0-2 or you just got 2-0'd in a series and now you have to come back all the way, it's horrifying. It's actually so hard to win game five after, like, when you look at 2-2, you're like, it's anyone's game. But if... The other team won the last two games after you had started out hot. Like you are completely down in the momentum. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 a good way to put it. Either momentum or tempo. But like, it's all about how like people internally are doing, or you know, mentally and our spirits high. Mm-hmm. And like, I was talking to Stockton, he was like, they were trying to hype each other up after each goal and in between <laughs> games and all that. But like, at the same time, they had to stay calm because the pressure was building up on them. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, we, you know, almost 3 0'd. And then all of a sudden, it's game five overtime. And it's like, we actually can lose this now. <laughs> yeah. Because you got to make sure, like, one of the hardest things as a competitor, I think, is when you go up like 2 0 or 1 0, depending on if it's a best of three or best of five, not breathing that sigh of relief. And it's like, ah, okay, everything's fine. We'll win this. Because the second you do that, you're like, oh, we're in a game five now. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's times where if you if you let yourself have that moment of breath that you'll just start losing the momentum and everything will just get out of pocket and you'll never never really realize how much like tension you lost and how much tension is back now that you didn't see and now you're sweating like through your clothes game five <laughs> and feel like you're just on the back foot now like they were in charge of the series and then they they really weren't <laughs> mm-hmm. which especially for a fast-paced game like that that has to be horrifying Oh, that reminds me. The other interesting thing that I wanted to bring up about this series before we move on to talking about our second highlight match is that Powder was actually playing this game in yeah. substitute for Lemon, which it's it's something to win our NACE game in such a fashion anyways, right? But this wasn't even our primary starting roster. Powder was pulled up from Academy to play two matches uh, for Varsity. This was his first one. And I mean, we had him last week on the podcast. I guess we gave him the podcast buff or something because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, little, he was able to score that final goal. Little interview power right there. Yeah, it was it was really exciting. And I, I was asking Sox a little bit, like, if there were any changes when it came to team dynamic and all that. But I think Powder's actually just a goat when it comes to competition. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he just brings a, a good level of clarity and, like, sincerity to his play. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like Sox even said, like, comms were good. Like yeah. for for like most of the series, like their comms were good. Everything felt good, no matter like the format with the new, with having powder being a part of it. But yeah, no, it's just it's just nice that <laughs> even without the original <laughs> roster, that like 
Powder's making a play right there. Yeah. Like, I hope he's in contention for starting with that. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which brings us to our second highlight match of the week, uh, which is our Smash Ultimate match. We have, we've been having one of these every single week. Uh, last week, we played Oakland and went down 0-5. to So this week, a lot closer, all things considered. Um, zero to two is, I mean, that can swing in pretty much a second. Uh, Michigan Tech was down to their very last player. Um, and this was, as we mentioned last week on the podcast, kind of a grudge match for Coach Long. So I feel a little bad for him that he had to make a tweet that was like, we fall to Michigan Tech. I know that's got to be painful for him. But um, I liked that we saw the Smash team testing out alternative solutions to, I think I talked about last week how they're kind of having character issues where they're only allowed to use one character, uh, like, or only one person allowed to play each character, basically. So we have two players on the team who main Bowser. So we've been trying to navigate how do we solve that. Last week, Christian, who is Z Demon Cake, uh, is one of our strongest players, but he was off of his Bowser. So this week, we tried switching our different Bowser player, who's Jack, uh, onto uh, Mr. Game & Watch. And Christian was able to play as Bowser. Unfortunately, even though it did go better, we ended up falling in the end. But not before Christian <laughs> took seven stocks, which it's a 12-stock crew battle. So that is over half the enemy team was demolished by Christian uh, on his kind of reign of terror. Um, and then Jamal, who goes by Combat Disc, came in and was almost able to finish it off. I think he took like three stocks before he fell. Uh, so all things considered a much better showing from the Smash team than last week, and uh, things look promising. Yeah, uh, Christian kind of, uh, <laughs> I would say came out of nowhere, because Christian's always been like crazy good when it came to fighting games here. Yeah. And so seeing him be able to showcase himself like this is fantastic. Like, he's really good at, at Smash. Mm -hmm. And so hearing him take seven lives, which if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's each player gets three lives, right? Yes, so yeah. he took out two players and Yeah, he took out two and players then and then the initial of the third person. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely insane. Like, he just wipes people, like, wipe two people and then starts off the next set, just murders one. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I have high hopes. I think uh, things are... And I should note, this is another match that was actually streamed on our channel, which is, I think, the first Smash match of the year that has actually been streamed. Our Oakland match wasn't streamed last week. Uh, so if you want to watch the VOD of that, twitch.tv slash Aquinas Esports, uh, you can watch. It was just listed as, I think, Aquinas versus Michigan Tech Smash. Um, and, I'm, and I hope that, I mean, first it was 05, then it was 02. Maybe next week's a W. I mean, we're getting closer. Yeah, and also, along with it being streamed, there is player cam on it, which is mm -hmm. actually really exciting because we don't really ever see player cam. So you can yeah. kind of you get, you get to read off the emotion of the players <laughs> as they're going through it. And so, like, I, I, I implore you to watch Christian throughout <laughs> those, all seven, like, stocks that he takes. Christian's hilarious. <laughs> we got to have Christian on sometime for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely one of uh, someone that we have to talk to about fighting game related things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can beat me in Tekken all he wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but those were our two highlight matches. Sincerely encourage you to go back and watch those if you haven't. Uh, just both great matches. Yeah. Uh, which moves us into our miscellaneous news slash what's going on slash what to look out for next week's segment. Yeah, so to go on with uh, a little bit of the matches, next week is actually the official starting season for League of Legends and Overwatch. Which mm -hmm. is really exciting. You know, we finally get to have our, our entire program now competing. Uh, you know, it, it took us like what? It's been like a month and a half now since school started. Maybe mm -hmm. a month. Which is which is crazy to say because 
from our side of things, picking highlight matches every week, we've already had like six matches to choose from, and that's while Overwatch and League have been out of season. Mm -hmm. So like, if you've been thinking like we've been not giving love to like our own program or, or Overwatch at all, it's literally because we have no way of, we, we have no match to report yeah. on in the first place. Um, and I think kind of going along with that, right? Uh, as far as looking forward ahead to the WAC season, uh, there were two articles published on our Twitter this week, which, of course, I'll plug it every time. Mm -hmm. Our Twitter, Aquinas Esports, this is where we post everything, including the podcast itself. Um, we posted two articles about before the WAC season, um, the coaches are polled about basically how strong do they think every team is, where do they think every team is going to end up at the end of the season. Um, and for the league team, uh, uh, we placed first. Like, unanimously. Not a single coach said we would get anything but first, which, I mean, we talked about it last week. That result is kind of expected, right? Mm -hmm. If anything else happens, it would be a disappointment for us and a surprise to everyone else. Yeah. Uh, it, like, it's not even a confidence thing. It's just rank-wise, it's not surprising. And then for the Overwatch team, they were selected as third mm -hmm. uh, based on the coaches' poll, which is, you know, middle of the pack. Uh, not bad at all. I wouldn't be surprised if they exceed those expectations. Yeah. I, de I definitely am excited to see how, you know, both rosters seen it. Like, I know Overwatch is super capable of, of showcasing just first place talent no matter yeah. what. I it, mean, Parker and Devin, who, uh, you know, we, we got to make some decision on whether we're using first names or, or screen names because it's so hard. But for those of you who might know them by Pico and ATB, uh, both of them are top 500 in Overwatch right yeah, now. Or they, recently hit. They I don't know if they're still there. Disgusting players. <laughs> like, when I, I filled in as a tank while they were still recruiting over the summer, like, Parker literally played, like, Overwatch, and then he also played me as, like, a StarCraft character. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I was just a little minion being piloted. I suppose while we're talking about Overwatch, this is a good time to mention uh, one of our other pieces of news, which is that we had a signing this week. Uh, mm -hmm. There's an article up on our Twitter about it, about um, Charlie Borgman, who yeah. is an Overwatch player. My understanding is that he's a main tank player. Yeah. Uh, who's very local. He's from Rockford, Michigan. Um, from what I hear, the kid's absolutely cracked. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, you can read about it in the article, but I've heard that he has already like multiple accolades from just competing in high school. Um yeah, like they're a, a, like <laughs> yeah. the Rockford Overwatch team is like a renowned program. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's absolutely impressive that we're going to be able to get them. I know that a lot of the uh, Aquinas uh, competitors here that we do have have had ties or interactions with with Rockford, so it's kind of nice to see. I guess like the fruits of our labor, we're able to not necessarily funnel, but bring in some of that talent that we've seen, you know, throughout the high school scene. Mm -hmm. As well, as, it's just nice seeing the high school scene grow. Yeah, and I mean that's only going to make that team stronger. Uh, it's it's so exciting to see signings actually start to happen because mm -hmm. uh, obviously the fall is not really a time for signings. Yeah. There's nobody graduating from high school, but now we're really getting into that season where it's recruitment season, baby. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> and it's every, exciting. We'll have stuff to talk about all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's filling out fastos and all that and getting ready <laughs> for the for the college life to see what happens next. Uh, if you're missing out on any of our news, by the way, uh, and I know we, we keep plugging and plugging, but like. I honestly think you should go follow like the Aquinas Esports, you know, Twitter. 
not only do we have banger tweets, but <laughs> we interact a good bit, and as well, our community interacts with us pretty well. Like, uh, if you follow esports underscore data on Twitter, they kind of talk about like interaction rates and kind of just how how the collegiate scene is doing when it comes to interacting with their audience, with their players, and all that stuff. Aquinas actually ranks second in January for their interaction rate, which is about a thirty point eight percent. So let me can round it to thirty one. We were like second to Maryville, right? Yeah, Mary Maryville's at forty one point one. And then, yeah, I mean, we got second place, and we used to be, like, around 8 eight through 10. We were kind of bouncing around there. But it's nice seeing that, like, <laughs> I know a lot of us are seeing parents start hopping on there. <laughs> and uh, some of the NAM1 number one fan club people have been on there recently, which has just been absolutely hilarious. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, and it, it's hard to contextualize, I think, the fact that, like, we're literally second in engagement rate. Like, that's all of the collegiate esports programs yeah. and we're a little Aquinas and we're we're killing it in the twitter game right now i'd love to believe that some of that comes from the podcast you know <laughs> we did just start okay hold on we might not <laughs> we might not want to believe that we're like the train that set in motion all this like wonderful I said interaction some of, I also said some of. also january we joined at the last week of january yeah we we entirely bumped up by like oh a thousand let's say for interactions like, yeah by please. technicality but by for technicality. real though i mean like to give credit where it's due coach long is being doing an amazing job of kind oh. of reviving what it means to be a social media page as an esports program for sure like and the, the man has actually put so much work and effort into making sure that not only are we getting ourselves out there but we're doing it in a quality way like when we got all of the like wallpaper packs and all that and the banners that we have for twitter and all that stuff like our streams look crazy good now everything about aquinas when it comes to an appearance standpoint the graphics are fantastic and i think there's never been a better time to be an aquinas fan <laughs> exactly like er everything has absolutely been turned up to 11 graphics look amazing the, the players have been interacting like crazy on on twitter as well like you could probably add a player and i guarantee they'll probably get a, give you a response mm -hmm. like we're small but we're humble i guess is a good way yeah. to put it like we're, we, we want to interact we love seeing it we love interacting with each other and like <clears throat> I, I i implore everybody just to like get on there and just see the absolute rants that happens from like uh like uh like biomax if you see him or oh uh, yeah on on twitter you know there's going to be probably a chain of about 12 gifts i'm sure half of them are going to be anime related yeah. and it's just going to be a rabbit hole of, of craziness travis might throw in a power ranger run <laughs> we got a few defender? power rangers enthusiasts the magna defender <laughs> could i talk to you about the magna defender <laughs> well Without further ado, I think it is time to uh, bring on our compatriots, uh, who I will humbly introduce once he gets his headset on, of course. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. So uh, this week we have Evan Newman, who goes by Namwin on League of Legends and online. Uh, just to give a little bit of background, uh, you know, from my tons of research, uh, he was recruited from Naperville North High School, which coincidentally is the same high school I went to, uh, which we'll probably get to talking about later. Um, in the summer of 2021, uh, he started playing for us for uh, in, during fall of 2021. He's a master tier jungle player for the League of Legends team, a music education major, and he is currently a freshman at Aquinas. You Did that about it. sum it up? <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. I got to say that I play D&D &D on Sundays. so That's true. Is a D&D &D fanatic. Yeah, and it's currently wearing, like, owl pajamas. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll be honest. Maybe it's a good thing that we don't have video yet, because not many of us are dressed to the occasion. <laughs> I look fine. You've got a hoodie on. Come on. 
<laughs> What's wrong with hoodies? I love hoodies. Exactly. It's it's also cold out. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit cold here. A little bit chilly. So my first question that I have written down for you, Evan, is that I think your journey to end up at AQ is a very interesting one, and I'm not just saying that because I am involved in it personally. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about how that all came together virtually at the last second of college applications? Yeah, so <laughs> basically what, what ended up happening is I just applied to like ISU and one other like private school randomly uh, uh, that wasn't Aquinas. And I got into ISU and I was like, all right, cool. Because like they, they have the number one, like most people for music education go to that school. So I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. Uh, and at the time I was in my high school uh, esports. It was like my first year doing esports. And Steve was my coach, and uh, Steve was coaching. I was like, okay, Steve, if we win state, I'll apply to AQ, okay? <laughs> uh, and then by some random miracle, uh, I cannot believe it happened, we ended up winning state uh, with my high school team. So I applied to AQ, and then, like, I probably wasn't going to go to AQ anyway. Uh, but then, like, right before, like, I had to make my final decision, we did, uh, it was, there were three people who were going to ISU with me, uh, and we did, like, a marble race to see, like, who'd be roommates with everyone else. <laughs> And I lost the thing, so I was going to be rooming with a random. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to room with a random anyway, I might as well go to a school where I know people. <laughs> uh, so from there on, I just decided to go to Aquinas. Uh, and then my friend Ethan also switched from going to ISU to going to Aquinas with me. And that's kind of how I ended up at Aquinas, which was a bit insane. I had to lose a marble race and win state in order to get here. But, uh, you know. And uh, it, I think the one of the funniest parts about this story they didn't even uh, mention is that you literally never visited the campus before committing. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to visit twice, but all of my band events kept getting uh, they kept getting uncanceled every week I would schedule. And if I this happened one time where I was I told my band director I couldn't make an event, but at that point our band program had like shriveled so much that if I couldn't make it, we literally just canceled the event. <laughs> So, like, I couldn't miss anything. Because if I missed it, that meant everybody in the marching band just wouldn't go anymore. Uh, so I had to make every single event, like, uh, yeah. So I never came to AQ until, like, my first day uh, at Aquinas. Will, so. did, you know, did you know how insane this story was for him to end up no, here? No. A marble race is why you're here? Yeah. I definitely thought Adam was like, oh, yeah. Like, I talked through Steve. You know, we got this quick new hire. This kid's a cracked-out jungler. And, like... We're going to bring him with us all the way to St. Louis. It's going to be great. A marble race? Yeah. If I if I won the marble race, then, uh, yeah, I'd be at ISU right now. <laughs> well, are you glad that you ended up here? <laughs> yeah. I, that, I like it here a lot. It that's is very fun. so wacky. Yeah. What? My mom's going to listen to this and learn that I chose my college because I lost a marble race. <laughs> <laughs> okay, while we're on the topic of your mom, we I have to bring up that very recently you have been openly roasted on Twitter by your mother, which I think is hilarious. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about how your parents are involved in what you're doing here at AQ and with esports and all that? Uh, yeah, so well, my parents, are they didn't really know what esports was, but they liked uh, when I played in high school. They liked watching the streams. Actually, because of you, Steve. Because you're like, I like when my mom was like, I like when Steve gets excited because his voice gets all high-pitched. <laughs> and I thought that was like the funniest ever. Uh, but when we were watching, sometimes there would be like, there was like internet lag or something. And the TV wasn't big enough. So after we won state, my dad was like, I couldn't see anything. So he bought this TV that was so big it like didn't fit in our living room. So we had to buy a different TV stand for it. Just so my uh, mom and dad could watch me uh, play 
play League of Legends. Mm -hmm. And just so your mom could go on Twitter and say that you look like everyone's little brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the first time. Actually, if we get into... I don't want to talk about Gateway Legends yet, but... Yeah, because <laughs> we're going to get into yeah, that in yeah. a little bit, because uh, that's our main topic of discussion after the interview this uh, this episode, and Evan's going to stay on with us to talk about that, because yeah. there's tons to talk about from that tournament. But yeah, your parents are great. I think it's hilarious. Um, a more game-related question now. Uh -huh. uh, as someone who came into Collegiate League of Legends as pretty much a complete one-trick pony, you only played one character yep. for the most part. Um, how has your journey been so far on becoming a more well-rounded player from just being, I mean, a complete one-trick? Yeah, honestly, it's kind of weird. I didn't stop playing, like, like even in solo queue, I got the majority of my LP just from, like, playing Kane up until, honestly, like, this season and maybe, like, preseason. But all, all of preseason, I just stopped playing, like, the game pretty much because it was, like, preseason, everything was terrible. Talon was broken, and I wasn't going to play Talon. So every game was, like, miserable. So I just played TFT. And then when I came back, I was like, all right, I have to learn these five champs. So I just started playing the five champs. One of them happened to be Viego, who was apparently really fun. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I kind of, I never got to play Kane in any of my games, so it was kind of annoying. So I just started learning other champs and the... <laughs> Yeah, it up here. you make it sound so easy, but like for anyone who doesn't play League, like one tricking in Overwatch is kind of fine because you can't get banned out. But in League, when you play in competitive, each team has five bans. If you only play one character, that character is going to be banned every single game. It just doesn't fly in competition. <laughs> so you were pretty much starting from a point where the majority of your experience playing competitively and playing in the game, like was on a character that you would never get to play. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it was. In high school, I think I got to play Kane once in, like, maybe 30 or 40 games that I played. Yep, uh, which I'll openly admit was my fault as his coach. <laughs> won that game, though. <laughs> well, we like, did win that one game. Well, like, huh? even when he's been here, I can't really recall us picking Kane outside of maybe, like, two or three practices. We were like, even if it's open, I don't think we pick it. <laughs> <laughs> which has to be just so sad. That's definitely, like, a slap in the face. Yeah, I definitely put... 700 games on that championship. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. All right, so now we move on to our two recurring questions that we ask everyone on here. Uh, if we have any detectives listening to the uh, podcast, they might have already figured out the answer to this question. But where does your screen name come from? Uh, so this is this is like a, I actually stole it from my brother. When when I was a little kid, my brother's name on League was Kaz the Mighty, and Kaz was Zach spelled backwards because it was his name. And I was like, I want to be that cool. So uh, I changed my name. I used to be Pi the Science Guy because I liked Bill Nye the Science Guy when I was a kid. Uh, but I just changed it to Namwin, which is Newman spelled backwards. Uh, which actually I wouldn't have changed it to unless is another crazy story. I forgot my login to my Minecraft account when I was 8 years old. It used to be Nave8, because I copied my brother and I spelled my first name backwards. But I forgot the login, so I, I made a new account when I was 16. Uh, and then I joined the server, and everybody started roasting me because my name was Namwin. Uh, and then everybody, for the next, like, three weeks, just referred to me only as Namwin. Uh, so I might I just, like, bit the bullet and changed my league name to it. I think there was a period of time when I was your coach on the Neighborhood North League team where I was calling you Namwin uncontrollably. Yeah. Like, I was trying to call you Evan, and I would call you Namwin every time. 
Yeah, that's pretty tough. That's so, interesting. Uh, if it means anything, the first time I, I made like my first official account for like back when I played World of Warcraft and joined my brother, I named myself Dynot D Y N O T, and uh, everybody in the WoW guild thought I, my name was Donut. <laughs> <laughs> so I got called Donut, and I still get called Donut by those people to this day, and it's That's been like wonderful. eight years. <laughs> yeah. So I would say that there is a high likelihood of this question tying directly into our impending Gateway Legends discussion, which is completely fine because it's our next segment anyways. But what is your single most memorable experience so far from competing in esports at Aquinas? Oh, from competing? Yeah, it would have to be... Like, I'm sure you remember the time, Steve, yeah. but it was when... Uh... <laughs> It was when we were fighting in the jungle, and we just, like, uh, we 3v3'd before you got to the to the fight. We 3v3'd, and then two people ended up dying, and I was the only person out of our group who lived. So we traded, like, three for two. Uh, and, then, and then and you and I, Steve, immediately after that, when I have, like, 200 <laughs> HP, we 3v2'd again on Akali Sejuani, like, with all their TPs back up. And then and after was... we win the 3v2, two more people show up, and we 2v2 those people, still yes. with no health, and kill, like, all five of them. Yeah, and that yeah. game was, like, extra crazy, because I'm pretty sure that was against uh, Kuderic, right? Yeah. And Gianni, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's a that's a completely... I don't even know if we'll get into the length story of that. I mean, yeah. we probably will, because we're talking about Gateway Legends now. Uh, we should probably know. give a little background into Gateway yeah. Legends. So, yeah. we didn't even know about Gateway Legends until the month before it happened. Mm-hmm. So, I remember I was working in a shop with my brother in... I think it was early. I think it was just early June because Gateway Legends was the first week, first or second week of July. Yeah. And we all get a message from our in our Discord from Adam or Coach Antor at the time, and he's like, "Hey, I need to know by like the end of today who can go to St. Louis like the first week of July." And I remember looking at my brother and I was like, "Do you guys need me at work for a week?" <laughs> he's like, "What?" And I was like, "I gotta go, man." <laughs> And I just remember all of us quickly reacting, and Adam's like, "Hey, I have to like give this some, give this to like the director of the athletic department like today to see if we can go." And we're like, "Wait, what happened?" And he's like, two teams, like I, I think it was two teams, dropped out." Yeah. And we're like the 19th choice team, and this is a meme that we have like repeated yeah. for so long now. The 19th choice team in a 16 seed tournament, <laughs> and we get invited to go, and so it's such a, it was such a big opportunity that came out of actually nowhere. Yeah. And I think it definitely comes like from like the fall performance of, uh, of MEC and then going into the Sea Law, mm-hmm. and just th- things being pretty different from like, the stars kind of aligned. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was very very fortunate that like that's how that happened, and that's how all of us besides Steve got to meet Namwin in person. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to call him Evan. <laughs> yeah, it felt really weird, like because I sit next to the kid every every day, and so like like even I text him, I'll just be like, hey Evan. <laughs> But, like, yeah, I think, Evan, you were the one to coin that phrase, weren't you? Like, yeah, we're the 19th seed in a 16-team tournament, which is, like, hilarious, but it's also the truth. It took two teams dropping out and us being able to make it on such short notice to the tournament in order to go. But like Will said, I mean, like, we we had one week of scrim time before the tournament, essentially. We didn't even have a fully determined roster. We just were throwing players in left and right, trying to decide what was the best conglomerate of players to actually play with. We eventually decided on Will in the top lane, Evan in the jungle, even though he literally hadn't spent a single day at Aquinas College yet, playing under the Aquinas banner for this tournament. Uh, me mid lane, and then Paul, who's not here anymore, uh, PJR, uh, one of our former teammates as AD Carry, and then Travis, who is, oh uh, yeah, in support. Yeah. So we went to that tournament. 
the rest of our teammates were there, of course. That was our first time meeting Julian. That's true, yeah. Uh, you know, Trevor was there as well, who's our substitute AD carry player. We also had Ethan, who, as previously mentioned, came to Aquinas with Evan, but very quickly departed <laughs> uh, as soon as we got into the semester. So we had, I think, eight people. Uh, Paul was driving on his own. Julian yeah, and was he brought, flying. Julian was flying. Paul drove with his buddy from U of M. Uh-huh. And that leaves the rest of us to fit in a tiny minivan. It wasn't. It wasn't even <laughs> okay. So like, and I, I I talked about this prior to us doing the podcast, but I was talking to Steve and Coach Riley or Coach Long, and I was like, I was scrunching the back seat with my knees and my chest while my butt was trying to merge with Evan's butt. <laughs> It, it was, I mean, listen, I didn't have as horrible of an experience as all the people who sat in the back did because I have long legs, so I can always claim, you know, ah, I can't sit in the back, guys. Sorry, I'm too tall for this. Meanwhile, we had Ethan, who is like 6'3", I'm only 6'2", and he was sitting in the back, but I had seniority, so, you know. There were all sorts of, like, technicalities being thrown out between who got shotgun, who sat in the middle, who sat in the back. It was a completely cramped car. Uh... Again, as you said, this was most of the team's first time meeting Evan or Ethan. Uh, so it was like a complete merging of like we had only ever talked to each other online for half of the team. Yeah, and it was like oh, like knowing each other for about a week online itself. <laughs> like I knew Julian first and I met him, I think, a couple weeks prior to Gateway Legends itself. And I remember Adam was trying to set up the itinerary for who's rooming together and all that. And I was like, oh, I, I know Julian the most. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go in the room with him so that way he has somebody he knows at least mm -hmm. and not just, you know, someone random on a team that he might not get along with or anything like that. <clears throat> and I will say, the drive to pick you guys up was amazing. I put my earbuds in. I heard Travis snoring like a chainsaw. <laughs> I just turned my music up and I just cashed out. And I remember waking up in your driveway. <clears throat> Adam's getting out. Travis is getting out. Everyone's stretching their legs. I was like, okay, it's my turn. And then I see the Goliath of you and Evan or Ethan. <laughs> and then I see Evan being like in the shadow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not gonna be like stepped on. <laughs> Yeah, you're, uh, Will, Will was celebrating that he wasn't the shortest player on the team anymore. I don't even care that I wasn't the shortest. Like, if if Evan was like even an inch taller than me, I'd be I'd be happy. <laughs> I'm just happy that like there's someone like around my height and not just another like Goliath. Because like, because Trevor and Travis stayed with me the night before. Mm -hmm. Like they just literally slept on the couches in, in my living room, and I had to drive them to Aquinas so that we could get in the car. Which, by the way, waking up Travis and Trevor was a pain. Yeah, I I mean. <laughs> I'm sure over the course of the runtime of the podcast, we'll have at least one, if not more, stories about Travis being asleep oh, to God. tell. <laughs> I had, Which, I got, I got my sleeping story from from St. Louis. Finally, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh... <laughs> Point being. The car ride there was extremely cramped, uh, only to be saved by Disney tunes, most of which, admittedly, I didn't know the words to. Will was upset because people were insulting his favorite Disney movies. Bro, some people just have some bad takes, okay? That's all I'm saying. Like, some people didn't actually have a childhood. <laughs> Tra Travis nearly lost his voice before a three-day tournament, or before a two-day tournament, because he was singing so loud. <laughs> we played all sorts of car games, and then we finally arrived to the hotel insanely nice hotel in my opinion i don't yeah. know how you guys felt it was about it. Yeah. it was hot <laughs> it was hot when we got there too i remember us getting out of the car and just like i felt like i was melting yeah middle of july st louis missouri you know not the nicest weather 
if you like hot weather, great. But for me, it was a bit much. Uh, yeah. which made it all the better when we walked into like the super air-conditioned hotel lobby. Oh, this hotel was, it was super massive. nice. It had uh, like a rooftop bar. It yeah. was absolutely – like the, there were elevators like in each corner uh, of the facility. Like when you walked into the ele- or into the hotel, like there's literally a Starbucks to your side and then giant open area. There's a, a bar that you walk down to. There's like – the concierge desk has like crazy lounging in front of it. Like it was kind of a stacked area. Yeah. And now, important to note that um, land tournaments are the meat and potatoes of competing in esports. There is nothing better. Uh, and one of the big reasons for that is just that when you compete so much online, it's easy to forget like that you're surrounded by other humans uh, on the enemy team, on your team. Every every college has a director, all that stuff. But when you show up to that tournament and you show up to the hotel lobby to check in, and Travis immediately sees. <laughs> a player where he's like or multiple players where he's like oh, oh my god that's that guy and then he like leans over to us and he's like you know who that is and i'm like yeah i know who that is and it's that whole like it's just a completely different vibe of you start seeing all these like-minded people and people who you've talked to online and played against in solo queue and you know ho- hopefully haven't flamed too much in your solo mm-hmm. queue games but even if you have it all goes away when you're in person and just the environment feels completely different when you walk into that hotel lobby yeah, and like I remember the, when we walked in, I remember Travis hitting me, and he started pointing, and I couldn't really tell who he was pointing at first. And then that's when I saw X Special, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's right, he's a coach now." Who's like a former? He like when I was a child, like an actual child, like seven, eight years old, playing. Also, oh, like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. When I when I was like it would probably would have been like I would be like nine or ten and I was watching competitive League of Legends. This guy was like competing, yeah. and then we show up and I see him because he's now like a collegiate coach, and it's like, wow, I've gotten older, I guess. Yeah, it's it was so surreal because I remember being younger as well and watching him on TSM as their support mm-hmm. and just being like, especially seems like such a cool guy. And now I have like the opportunity to like I can walk up and like ask the guy like. Hey, like, how are you doing? Like, big fan, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I remember Travis was so worried about walking up to him, and I finally walked up to him when he was eating nachos. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating it with um with Garvey. That's who it was with. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Also, if anybody here knows the name Garvey, man is absolutely like the goat of esports. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, you can't even start talking about Garvey because then you'll go on. No, for... no, you start talking about Garvey, and I think if we say his name enough times, like Beetlejuice, he'll just get, like get here, and then the, the man will actually steal the show. <laughs> like, this will just become the Garvey podcast. So, okay, chronologically, I'm thinking. I think then we visited the venue that the event would be in, which, yep, which I don't even know how to describe this, but I don't even know how to describe the venue. But it was super nice, and yeah, it was it was super close to our hotel. It was like a three minute walk at most yeah uh to get from the hotel to the venue which makes it so that if you wake up super late you'll still get there on time which was a nice thing for our team i think (laughs) yeah but it was because it was a baseball field right it was a stadium with a baseball field i I guess but like it it, i don't know it felt like almost like a there was like a bar and there were places to sit down and watch on a big screen normally you would be watching like sports games uh and like eating and drinking and whatever yeah, they uh, had like six different restaurants. It felt like in that area, mm-hmm. like and the, like it was. So you'd walk into the venue and it was super open, but there were stairs and there was a second level like foyer or however you want to put, it. just like another another area that wasn't taking up anything in the middle. The middle was absolutely open. There were so many tables, open bars, and the seating that was 
uh, there. They had it so it was kind of like encompassing the main stage, and then they had a projected screen on it mm-hmm. that everybody could see. And you, the, the audio was absolutely crazy in there. Yeah, and we we got really lucky because we got to play on that stage. Just the the overall setup of the event and like the venue that we were playing in is definitely one of the coolest places that I've gotten the privilege mm-hmm. to play in for sure. Yeah, because uh, it was because it was thrown on by Fair St. Louis, which is the city of St. Louis. Yeah, and in, they in like collaboration with yeah. Maryville. Which, if you don't know Maryville and you're listening to this podcast, just yeah, Maryville is the greatest in collegiate esports. Yeah, they are dominant in what seems yeah. like every game. Like they're the people that and are apparently us in, in tournament rate. production as well. Yeah, yeah, it was it was absolutely a crazy and, and huge opportunity. Like I, I I was just happy to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so, so from that point, we get into... Yeah, that's uh, what I'm trying to think about the details. Chronologically next is the pool. Is it hot, hot tub, tub time? Yeah. Okay, so there is actually <laughs> one thing that you guys missed, because neither of you were there, but in maybe my first interaction ever with Paul and the random friend that Paul brought, and what was Ethan... That Michael? Yeah, yeah, Michael. We were walking... I think to like the venue to like look at it at uh, look at it, but then randomly we see like a horse-drawn carriage outside. <laughs> oh, that's right! Drags all of us, like all like ten or something of us, onto like the back of this horse, <laughs> and we went and we did like a little tour around the city. Right, because I remember the rest of us went off and did our own thing, and then we we go back to the hotel after we've finished everything else, and you guys just pull up like in a horse-drawn carriage, and you're like, "Hey guys, we just went on a horse-drawn carriage ride," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah, I don't. It was so. I, I, I feel I like forgot they had the carriages. I feel yeah. like the best way that I can describe this tournament, honestly, is that this is like the Disneyland if you're like yeah. a League of Legends esports player. It's like you show up and there's just all sorts of people to meet. There's all sorts of stuff to do. You get to chill with your team, have fun, compete. It was it was everything you could the ask. Food for. was the food was good too though. They 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 had like. Mm-hmm. I, I really miss the pretzels they had. The pretzels, <laughs> and then they had like a they had like a like a spicy mustard and cheese or something like that. I uh, that. Yeah, it was good. It was so good. So thank you, thank you. That was a valuable story that I'm glad uh, we didn't skip over. Yeah. But now chronologically comes there was a pool and a hot tub in this hotel, and let me tell you that I don't think any other team at the event got even close to as much use out of those two places <laughs> as we did. We were there so much, and so. Like to give the like the gravity of the situation, because I remember talking to some of the other coaches and teams, and our own coach, uh, Coach Antor and Co- uh, Coach Jay, mm-hmm. who who stepped on at the time to help us out. They were trying to talk to the event organizers and just people running the area, like, hey, can my players get time to like get on a setup, maybe run a practice, maybe we can scrim another team for like one or two games. Like, mm-hmm. can we get? So we're and, warm going yeah, into the yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. So we're so we're at least warmed up, and they're just like, there's like no downtime for you guys to ever be able to do this. And so we all just were like, all right, Bay Life, go pool. <laughs> yeah, I, like we have nothing else to do. We all hopped in the pool and then started playing Marco Polo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just started playing Marco Polo. We played it. And then we moved to the hot tub, and then we saw a bunch of kids start playing Marco Polo right after us, <laughs> and we just watched and laughed because it was absolutely hilarious. Because we inspired like five like five year olds how to play this game. <laughs> and like I hate to gush about our team so much because there's so much that's great about our program, but specifically in my experience in the League of Legends team, like just to contextualize this, this is the same day that all of this car ride happened and this was the first time that Evan and Ethan had met anyone else on the team. Evan, and this was Ethan, the first time Julian, that Julian had met any of us. First and, time meeting Michael. And all of us just hopped in a pool and played Marco Polo and then yeah. hopped in a hot tub immediately after. It, it was like we've been friends for the past like 20 years. 
and that's day one. I think yeah. I think that's about it for day one of the event or day zero, I suppose. The event hadn't yeah. started yet. We did um we did some media shoots that day as well, which was super oh like cool. the hero shots. Mm-hmm. That oh was yeah. Really fun. Uh, so I had at that point I had zero Aquinas merch. So like Adam gave me like a jersey and a hoodie and stuff, <laughs> and I gave him my shirt, and I never actually got that shirt back. Like it's <laughs> it's gone. It's, uh, it's gone Adam, forever. Adam, if you're listening. <laughs> Somewhere in one of your bags, you have a red shirt that is size small with a hole in it. So, hey, <laughs> if I could have that back, please. But yeah, it, that was that was super cool too, because I think that was most everyone on the team's first time doing media shoots. I had done yeah. one for like the Brawlhalla World Championship uh-huh. once, but for the most part, you know, not to that level. We like took poses and and shot pictures and individuals for everyone, and that was super nice. I think my picture looks like garbage, but. Yeah, I, I was not really a fan of my picture after I saw it. I looked like I had, But like, that's my fault. That's not their fault. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely looked at the camera. Everybody, like, I remember looking at Paul, so I was like, oh, that looks great. I can't wait to see mine. And I'm, like, not smiling. <laughs> my head's tilted. It looks like my right eye is, like, drooping down. <laughs> like, I got, like, painted out a little bit. And I was like, oh, I wish I could redo that. And we, there, there is a story that we can't talk about with Travis that happened during the Euro shoot, though. Uh, no, no. No, we no. can't. I know. Like I said, we can't talk about it. We can't. <laughs> but... But yeah, I mean, Ugh. that's just one of the many hilarious things that happened on on day zero, so to speak. Which brings us to day one, uh, and I'll I'll tell a little day zero point five story because at about midnight that night before the first day of the event, I'm stressing out because I'm an anxious person and it's the first day before this competition. I feel like there's a lot riding on me because I think I was like the, our highest ranked player at the time, so I always felt extra pressure or whatever. Actually, if I remember correctly. It might have been you. It was me for yeah. some reason. It was the only time in Aquinas the history. The only time in Aquinas I, history. <laughs> where I've ever been higher ranked than anybody. But, but I'm an anxious reason, person anyway, yeah. so I was still stressing. Here I am at midnight, and I'm like, all right, I'm finally ready to go to bed. I've thought through all the possible scenarios of what could happen. All my, I've reviewed all of my notes, whatever. And then me in a room with Travis uh, is the person who I was rooming with. Will alluded to earlier, Tra- when Travis sleeps, he snores like a chainsaw, a lawnmower, whatever you want to describe it as. And I was just having an absolute mental breakdown in my hotel room. I was like, I'm going to be on zero hours of sleep tomorrow. I'm going to completely choke in all of our matches. I won't be able to play at all. So I'm like, I'm DMing on Snapchat and on Discord. I'm DMing like Trevor to see if he's still awake. And I'm like, Trevor, can I like come to your guys' room and just try to get any amount of sleep? I'll sleep on the floor, whatever. And then I DM Adam, who, God bless his soul, reminds me that I have a pair of earbuds, which seems like a natural uh, solution, but I hadn't come up with it at the time. So I just put in some music, put in my earbuds, got a reasonable amount of sleep. (laughs) But I was very scared for a while. It's... It's such an experience being trapped in a room with that man when it comes to sleep time. Like, I remember, like, th- this semester, I remember Travis and I went out to dinner after after one of our practices, and he's like, dude, I just ate so much food. Can I just come over and crash at your place? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I got on my computer and all that stuff, and he lays in my bed, which it, it's a decent size bed. I think it might be, like, queen size. But he, he starts, like, dozing off, and I was like, first off, I know for a fact that I cannot move you ever. <laughs> Secondly, I was like, it's about to get loud as hell. <laughs> And so from about midnight to 7 a.m., Travis is snoring in my room. I've tried to sleep in the bed as well. And then I also tried sleeping on the floor and I just finally quit. And I just go, I'm just going to play ranked instead. So that night is when I fi- when I get into Diamond this season. 
is when Travis is snoring so loud, I turn my music all the way up, I turn game volume all the way up, and I'm just trying to not, like, have a continual headache of what sounds like a monkey slapping, like, two boulders together in my brain. Oh, my God. I, we, we all love Travis, by the way. We can we can yeah. make fun of him because <laughs> we're all homies. Uh, so Which brings us to day one. Yeah. I don't think there's anything notable that happened in the morning. We, we had, got slapped um, we had by, we got, vouchers well, we got to get breakfast. by Winthrop. Yeah, I mean, we can speed pretty quickly through our first match of the tournament. We played against Withrop. Withrop's an incredible team. They still are. Yeah, they were the Sea Law. They were coming off of Sea Law winning or winning Sea Law. Yeah, we got in. They two owed us. We actually showed signs of life, which was really cool. Like especially the, in the bot lane, our bot lane was. Yeah, our bot lane. Our won. bot key was low key slapping Winthrop's bot lane, but admittedly, me and Evan had a really rough time. Yeah, mine had something to do with my ten year old Microsoft keyboard, but. Oh gosh, I that's forgot yeah. you had the I, I like, can't avoid this keyboard. Yeah, I can't avoid telling this story. I'm sorry, Evan. But when we finally get to so to preface this, when Evan showed up to my house because we all departed from my house since we live close, uh, me, Evan, and Ethan. Uh, I was like, Evan, do you have your keyboard? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, I just realized I've gone to LAN tournaments, so I know about this, but he doesn't. So I was like, you need your keyboard and mouse, like, ASAP. So we got his parents to bring him his mouse and keyboard before we left. Everything worked out. We sit down to play our first match of the tournament. Out of his bag, he pulls out the crustiest, most Microsoft Essentials, like, bought from Staples, like... It has crumbs in it. Like, I'm. It was just. I was mind blown that my jungler was going to play with that keyboard and that mouse. Yeah, I mean, it was the keyboard that came with my computer that we've had since we moved here, which is. It makes it like a 15 year old keyboard. <laughs> so, that's what we were playing with. And Everyone then my on mouse, the team roasted you about it. Yeah, my mouse, the scroll wheel was broken. One of the thumb mouse wheels was broken. And also, like, the, like the paint or whatever, wherever my hand presses against it was peeling off. Oh, God. So So we sit down. Me and Evan get slapped by Winthrop's mid-jungle because they were, like, one of the best mid-jungle duos in the country. I'm not too ashamed of it, yeah, even though at the happens. time I was really down on myself, as I do. Who was, that? Who, who was that? Uh, Doxa and Doxa Frostforce. Frostforce. Who were right. playing for TSM Amateur <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so we got slapped. Uh, we lost 0-2 to Winthrop, which put us to play the loser of Purdue versus... University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, um, who, to tell the story now, me and Evan had some underlying history with. Yeah, so back, <laughs> so flashback to when Steve and I, or Steve was my coach for high school, we, we had a collective, like, three, three losses in all of, like, the 40 or so games we played, and one of them happened to be against Central, which is, like, our rival school, and also where Kuderic and uh, Wakanari, Wakanari who, went. So, to contextualize, yeah, we played against Naperville Central in high school, um, where two players from University of Illinois had previously gone to school. And our school, Naperville North, and their school, Naperville Central, had been, like, historic rivals. <laughs> yeah, and so we get into the game, right? And, like, it should be, like, our team is, like, all diamond, you know? They have, like, I think they literally played with a silver, a, a silver in quotation player uh, <laughs> in, in the game. And we get, like... We had rolled game one. And I'm like, okay, how is this possible? And so we were sitting there scratching our heads. And then I checked Snapchat. And so just uh, Central's right next to North. So I, I know one person on the Central on the Central's league team because I played soccer with him when I was a kid. And I opened my snap. 
this guy who's supposed to be playing against me is in Colorado skiing. <laughs> he is skiing during our match. And I'm like, okay, so how is this guy playing from... Uh... Yeah. At which point we take a little bit of a closer magnifying glass and we look at that specific player and we're like, these mechanics are better than Steve's. And Steve is like a high master, low grand master player. So how did he suddenly get good at this champion that he's never played before? Yeah. <laughs> and then we start piecing together the dots. This story can, you know, we don't have to tell the full story, but at the end of the day, it was discovered that Naperville Central had been cheating via subbing in two former alumni by the names of Kuderik and Wakanari. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to put them super on blast. I'm sure they're fine guys, but they were trying to help out their school on a time of need, whatever. But that meant so that when we went into this upcoming match versus University of Illinois, uh, we there was something on the line because their bot lane was Kuderik and Wakanari, the two players who had subbed in to cheat against me and Evan a year prior. <laughs> or not even. No, like yeah, it was, it was honestly like four months yeah, before. Yeah, a few yeah. months prior. <laughs> not only that, but then they tell us, you guys are going to be playing on main stage. <laughs> that's right we didn't even think that we were on main stage and then we got moved yeah, yeah. we didn't we didn't think we were going to be main stage we were we were told that we were going to be main stage if we won this the second match and would play against purdue mm-hmm. we were told that was going to be a main stage match and then it, they swapped it around and yeah. so they had us go against uiuc mm-hmm. and <laughs> i remember because i'm the one that sits in the middle top lane yeah and i just remember looking at quacker and i just am like who, 1,000 LP challenger player, and at the time, know, top 200 player. And at the, the time, country. my account is like plat 446% win rate. <laughs> and so I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, I'm about to get steamrolled. <laughs> like, I was looking at the guy. Like, he's he's so nice, kind, like, gentle voice person when you talk to him. Like, my, my first impression was like, I'm going to, like, I'm getting the barrel of the gun in my face. And this guy's next to me and like, he's much taller than me. I'm not a tall person. I'm five, seven. I'm like, this kid may be skinny, but he could break me. (laughs) And, and with full discretion, that's pretty much exactly what happened in the first game. Oh, okay. That's not really my fault. I never died to him. That's not your fault, but but Quacker individually, you know, Quacker is a disgusting player. This super strong player pops off on our team and game one, we, we put up a fight, but we, we lost. Yeah. And so now, we lost 0-2 to Winthrop. We've now lost game one versus UIUC, uh, which puts us at 0-3 in the tournament. One more game, and we're just eliminated. I remember talking to you. Uh, this is like a week or two ago, and you talked about one of your writing assignments. But I remember Jay was like, you want Shen here? And I was like, oh, yeah, I love Shen. I'm so excited. And I remember hearing the casters and like, why would they pick Shen into a guy that mains Darius? And I go, he oh, does no. what? <laughs> <laughs> it was at this moment that Will knew. <laughs> I messed up. And then he, they lock in Darius, and I have to actually just, like, I'm hugging my turret. Yeah, For 35 minutes, I hug my turret, and then we lose the game. <laughs> and so, I mean, it becomes do-or-die time. We go into the second game. This is the game where the moment that Evan described earlier, we pick for anyone who's, you know, I'm not going to um, or I'm not gonna assume that everyone who listens to the podcast is super into League, but we basically pick a composition that revolves around Sejuani, which Evan was piloting, and then two melee champions in the mid and top positions who she synergizes well with. Mm -hmm. And so that's me and Evan made an insane play in the mid game, but overall that game was in our control for the most part across the game. I think, you know, Evan had some insane score line 
I for yeah. Wait, wait, was that, that now, was that was I'm that the game that we this. got invaded, or was that yeah, game three? So this game, <laughs> in case anyone knows anything about League of Legends, I started uh, like no no health pots. I got kicked off my blue buff level one. I started no leash, no health pots. Like 30 I think I seconds. died. Yeah, you died like thirty seconds late on my red buff solo starting, uh, and then by some turn of a miracle, at like seven minutes, I was. I got mythic. I was the first person in the entire yeah, game to get mythic, despite like solo Something starting red happened. buff at like two minutes and ten seconds. And all of this is under the context that this is your second match ever on stage at a major tournament. Yeah. Uh, and and you had a horrible start. We somehow managed to turn around in the mid game and we we win game two. Yeah. Game three, we go for I think a similar draft. Yeah. Yeah, we, the, we you go for you're, the Sejuani you're again. Cassio, right? Uh -huh. We go for the Sejuani again. I think we probably played Gwen again. I would. Yeah, I played Gwen both game two and three. Um, and we, we, we picked something probably Ezreal Botlane or something. And then for last pick, we save it for arguably my strongest champion, uh, which is Cassiopeia. But my opinion is that she only does well into very certain comps in very certain matchups. So it, it was like the stars aligned for me to pick this champion. We hadn't played her all tournament. I hadn't even practiced her in the past two months. But I was just like, I think I asked Jay. I was like, I can go with Akali, which I've been practicing, or I can just send it on Cassio. And he was like, We're, we'll just go with Cassio. And that game was, I am so sad that the VODs don't exist anymore. Except yeah, for a few clips here and there. We were pushed into our Nexus turrets. And then it was there a was a slugfest. Yeah, and then there was an absolute turnaround there for a fight. And then we were able to march it down mid. I mean, to tell this from my perspective, I feel like this is something that happens very often <laughs> with Evan. Because this is a typical jungle thing. But from the mid lane perspective, I was destroying mid lane. I was insanely fed. Winning every skirmish. I was like 5-0 and in the early game. Everywhere else was on fire. Yeah. And not in the good way. Like, eh, like I never died to Quackers. My goal was complete. You were down like 50 CS. It didn't matter. I was Gwen. Our bot lane was <laughs> dying. Evan was completely choked out of his own jungle. Like, the game looked yeah. very doomed, all things considered. Yeah, it was not a hot look for us yeah. at and that point, though. Evan, lo and behold, in the mid-game, like, I honestly think the mid-game was carried by a bunch of insane picks that you found that should not have worked. Yeah, no, they definitely should not you have were, worked. You actually landed, like, the most amount of blind Sejuani ults ever, I think. Yeah, he, like, curved yeah. his alt around people who were body blocking. Like, I don't even... Like, I'm so sad that the VODs don't exist because I swear that game should have been impossible to win. Yeah. yeah, I remember there was at least one time where it was Baron and, like, somebody had gotten caught. It must have been, like, Travis or Paul or something. And then, like, uh, what's his, whoever the ADC was, Vayne Kuderic, at that yeah. point in time, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he, he like, was on Vayne. He, like, Q forwards to ult me, and I'm like, that cannot, <laughs> or to, to auto me, I'm like, this cannot be allowed. So I just immediately <laughs> ult him, and I go in, and then I, we just smash the fight, because he killed himself again. And then, he we, tumbled into you so many times. Yeah, I cannot tell you the amount of, I think I hit at least, like, three or four tumble ultis. Like, I would ult, and he just tumble into him. Yeah. And then, the game is, like, completely in a locked state, um, it could be dead even, and then they catch, like, two of us out and just yeah. kill two of us. So it's like, all right, we're going to try our best to defend, but the game is most likely over. The commentators are like, this is it. And then we 3v5 wipe the enemy team out of defense. Yeah, it was insane. Steve hit a four-man Casio ulti on, on uh, the four people yeah. hitting our Nexus turret. I hit my Sejuani ulti again on Kuderic, who's the only other person not CC'd by Steve. Mm -hmm. And then Steve kills everyone else, and uh, 
And I don't know if we won the game there. I think that might have been like it turns around and then they go on our Nexus one more time in that game. And the second time yeah. we beat them on our Nexus and then we end the game. Yeah. And it was insane. Like complete underdog win for us. We were the 19th seed in the 16 team tournament. Yeah. I, I don't even remember a whole lot of it because I mean, obviously, like not to put myself on a pedestal, but like I was the standout player from the game. Like Clerky, who was Maryville's director, like was the first person to shake my hand when I got off stage, which felt really good. We did like a TikTok thing for for the Gateway Legends account. Yeah, where, like, I forgot about Paul that. Paul hoisted me up on his shoulders and stuff. Strongman Paul. So now we have to talk about the aftermath of that, though. So prior to us playing that series, we got, <laughs> you know, somewhat interviewed. Uh-huh. Uh, for anybody that knows her, Kari or Space Ghost on Twitter... She came around and asked us kind of about what our team was or, like, who was playing and all that stuff and information about our school. And it, we kind of became, like, the power of anime and friendship team. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we were, like, held together by. Yeah. Like, we were a bunch of no-names. We like, had no reason know. to win. Yeah, we had no reason to win One at all. One week of scrims. Yeah. Like, we literally threw everything together and just showed up and surprised a lot of people. And because of that, we also told her how the day previous – we, all we did was play Marco Polo in the pool, and then that night she photoshops the AQ logo onto Bo Burnham in a pool and does a comparison of UIUC at a war table and us playing Marco Polo in a pool. Yeah, and it's like how, how each team prepped for the match and then how the match actually went. Yeah. There, I don't know. It was such a – we were riding a high the entire night. Like we went out and oh, got dinner. Oh, for sure. Uh, we watched yeah. a movie together as a team. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And the – I don't want to speed too much through the rest of the event, uh, but I mean that really is like the focal that, point. That, of the that event. was like the highlight for all. Because after that, we went on to play against Purdue. We won the first game, and then unfortunately, the second two games were not they very did, close. They did, in fact, learn to ban Sejuani. Yeah, they yeah. they they caught on to our strategy that we were using, and then we ended up getting eliminated just shy of top eight, which uh -huh. was still a phenomenal placement like, for our yeah. team. And what it meant is that we got to what I think is pretty much the conclusion in my mind of gateway legends, which is going to the zoo. Yeah. But so during the Purdue game though, I will say another meme that we all joke about is clam literally messaging us in lobby. And he goes, yo, why is your, your, uh, your coach look like captain America, <laughs> which for those that don't know coach J, which I think on Twitter is helpless advice. Yeah. The guy actually like his poster shot looks like a young Chris Evans. Yeah. So we actually had captain America and <clears throat> Jay's a fit guy. We were the Avengers. Yeah, we were the <laughs> Avengers. We were unironically just an awkward Avengers team. <sighs> and yeah, we play Purdue. Um, oh, two, go to the yeah, zoo. Oh, we, two, go to the zoo. So, yeah, I'll backtrack just a little bit to say that in the first day, we were talking about like, we're probably going to go O2. We're expected to lose every match. So let's O2, go to the zoo. We go O2, and then the next day, we go have fun at the zoo, have a day, uh, like make a day out of it, have fun as a team. But then we actually won. So we were like, what do we do now? We can't go to go to the zoo. And then I think it was me. I'm going to take credit. I was like, we lose to Purdue and then go to the zoo. Yeah. Or beat Purdue and go to the zoo. It worked yeah. either way. We found a rhyme for it, however uh -huh. it was. We were, we were just trying to think of it because we also tried to do the aquarium. And we were like, how do we rhyme something with aquarium? <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up, we lost to Purdue, but, you know, we were it was, upset, it, was a it, it was a close it, series. Yeah. We made it close. That night is when I passed out for the day. Yeah, Will passed out for 14 hours, uh -huh. slept through our entire, like, team bonding, like, going to the pool, like, watching a movie 
all that. Yeah, and then at some point we were playing poker in a room that Winthrop had definitely reserved, and then we accidentally got them kicked out, which was our bad, but uh, yeah. they had to get to that fax machine, so... Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the event we just pretty much spent hanging out. I mean, we got... Like a super nice, like we got to go to the VIP area to watch finals where they, you know, had food and they had easy access drinks. It was super nice. Uh, and I mean, I think that's it. That's as far as my memory goes of the event. Yeah, the drive home wasn't the, the best. The drive home was whatever. I mean, we were all coming down from the high of winning but not getting the top eight. Adam did buy me Jimmy John's though, so I was pretty satisfied. And we did get an AQ bucket hat from it. That's true. We did. <laughs> See, the sad part is that, and like nothing that you guys can really ever, you can't talk about, but like the bar hopping after the event was probably like the most fun I've had. <laughs> like just a, like as an like as an, an adult. Because I got to actually see all these directors and players and all that, like mm-hmm. shed the facade of competitor, coach. Yeah, like the super professional. Director. Yeah. Like I see like Odd Orange and a Hawaiian shirt and like two beers in his hand and I'm <laughs> laughing. I'm just losing my marbles. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess um, uh, one of the things to talk about is that, coincidentally, this uh, tournament was on uh, the 4th of July weekend. So we got to, like, go on to the top of a parking garage and, like, watch the fireworks that was fun. on the 4th of July yeah, they had like Louis, the fireworks, the like, shoot, yeah, Yeah, they had the fireworks shooting, like, under and around the arch and all that, and we got on top of a parking garage. It was it was something else. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that that's Gateway Legends. It, that's, I'd say, for almost everyone on the league team who attended is probably, like, the most memorable experience that we've had as a team so far. Uh, it was crazy. It was fun. It was multiple people's first time ever meeting Evan, which is insane. Cause after that we were like all tight knit on the team. Cause Oh yeah, no, that, that like that trip, like easily solidified that everyone was once cool with each other. Yeah. Cause like everybody loved Julian. Everyone loved Evan. Everyone loved each other. Like yeah. it, it became so easy. And now uh, we have five months until the next one, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Ho- ho- hopefully we get invited and then we can, you know, tell that story on a future podcast and and all that. But for now, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, As always, follow the twitch.tv slash Aquinas esports channel. Follow us on Twitter at Aquinas esports. And if you, if you like the show, if you like the podcast, if you want to discuss it, uh, all of us, me and Will use Twitter frequently. So if you want to tag with hashtag AQ diff and talk about whatever you want for the podcast, maybe if you ask some questions, then we'll try to touch on them next uh, podcast. But aside from that, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, uh, it should be what, at Stevenator, and then I'm at High Armor Class. Uh, and of course, thank you, Evan, for coming on to the podcast today. And sticking around to talk with us about Gateway Legends, of course. Who, by the way, is at AQNamlin. There and we I'm go. at Stevenator546, because, ah, you know, at Stevenator Everyone has to, everyone's so extra now. Don't worry, when I change my, when I change my name in 90 days, we'll fix it. <laughs> All right, well, that's it, guys. Hope you enjoyed. See you next week. Thank you, everybody.